It is a good picture. It is a good picture. I gotta tell you. Much better than what I look like. So I think we should actually do. I could do like the, you know, just talk behind the picture. Just talk behind it the whole time. They don't need to see you. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, now that I'm recording, I'm here on the Poly Hour, the second episode. Again, to those who are listening live, you are very committed. Thank you for still listening to all of this. We are with Jason Bartlett. He is running in the 10th District of New Haven for State Senate against the incumbent Gary Winfield. Uh, He's also the former youth director of New Haven, worked very closely with the former mayor, Mayor Tony Harp. And he was also a legislator before that for Connecticut. So you have quite the political history, a lot of experience, and therefore I am humbled and honored to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. We had a good good day. Outdoor knocking, meeting voters, uh, raised some money. Good. Um, So it was a good day. Talked to some people had voted, not not too, too many. But, uh, you know, I think what's going to be frustrating about the next two or three weeks is people go, oh, I really like you. I don't remember who I voted for, but I would have voted for you if you had gotten here maybe a week earlier. So, uh, so running up against that a little bit. So that's kind of interesting. And and Connecticut's doing early voting, right? Was it yes? Well, it's not really called early voting, so it's very different than, you know, California and okay. um, Oregon and those states. It's it's absentee ballots got it so it's it's kind of our version of early voting because in the state constitution Mm -hmm. um early voting is prohibited Mm. so what the legislature did is they kind of put in covid as an excuse um anybody can check the box with covid so that you can vote by mail so it's um, prohibited it's actually yes it's in the constitution it's very it's it's a little specific about um, when the date of the election is going to take place. And, and if you're not going to vote on that day, you have to say why you're not going to vote. So it's, it's, it's a little bit too declarative mm-hmm. the way that it's written, and we need to do a constitutional amendment. And it's something that probably the state should have done. I'm not sure why it hasn't happened, but we should have done this. I mean, we talked about it when I was in the legislature um, back in 2007, 8, 9, and 10, and it's still not done. So I think because of uh, COVID-19, corona, it will happen now going forward. So in, in our town, we have about 10,000 ballots that have been mailed, and it's a little bit of a nightmare. Some actually have people in my district that got in other districts. They got the other side of New Haven's ballots. Mm-hmm. So there's some real problems. Um and it's going to take some time to work through those problems. But uh, hopefully the integrity of the election uh, at the end of the day won't be questioned. And, um, you know, we learn from this and, and we actually get a little bit more progressive as a state so that we can actually have early voting without having to yeah. kind of um, 
because you got to get an application, check off the application, send that back in, then they send you a ballot, then you have to, you know, so there's an extra step um, that if you really had early voting, I think, uh, would be eliminated. Wow. I did not know. I'm very surprised Connecticut has that prohibited. I would think that they'd be more progressive on that, given how progressive Connecticut is anyways, or or liberal, I should say, maybe not yeah, progressive. We're not all that progressive. Um, yeah. Kind of a land of steady habits state. Mm. And uh, doesn't, you know, we don't have legalized marijuana, for example. True. Uh, so our legislature is very agrarian. It's a, it was set up as an agrarian legislature, which keeps it from being uh, progressive because in actuality, the smaller towns, just like the Electoral College, uh, the smaller states have an equal amount of power, or sometimes you mm. could say more power than the states with the larger population. So we have the same kind of situation um, here in Connecticut where the cities, um, they have power, but the uh, there's more legislators from the little towns. And so that stops pro, you know, the progressive agenda uh, more often than not, because even Democrats that come from some of these small towns tend to be, you know, they could be Republicans, um, uh, often. So yeah, that's, that's our cross to bear. So recently you've also made some news with your debate that you uh, recently had against your opponent, Gary Winfield, in which I have to say, well, first off, let me preface this. I'm completely biased by the way, because I totally think that you are a great candidate and I will admit I did work for you at a during for a certain amount of time over the summer. You huh? you I survived. I, I survived. <laughs> I, I screeched my way to the end of my turn, my tenure there, but um, I did work for you. I was sort of your campaign manager um, during sort of the early stages of that. So I'm just saying. Um, were the I was the campaign manager of a state Senate race there you go. in Connecticut of the 10th district. I'm very, I am very proud of that. And I do, and I do thank you for giving me that opportunity, but the debate, I think you did a very good job. And what I think actually is the most striking to me um, was not so much what was said, although we will get to what was said, but the, I guess, bodily behavior of your opponent, it, it seemed very disinterested. And I feel like on that part alone, you won. Well, you know, <laughs> bodily behavior, that's an interesting <laughs> intro. Uh, what I'll say is number one- Mannerisms. <laughs> Yeah, so doing Zoom like even this, it's just so different for everyone, yeah. number one. Um, I took it very, I think the difference is I took it very seriously. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm running for state senate. It's a great responsibility. And um, I think that, you know, you have to articulate your platform and articulate why you're running. And, you know, you should put a little effort into it. 
I, I really think, and it's kind of what I've been indicative about, you know, uh, my opponent, period, is he takes it for granted, and I think he's taken the constituents for granted. Mm. And I think what you're... What you saw was someone who um, just doesn't feel like he has to defend his record, explain to people why he's running. I mean, I didn't bring it up in the debate, but, you know, almost everyone who's running for office today actually puts a website together. Yeah. He has no website. He, 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 Even know, as an incumbent for absolutely as not just two years, almost, what, 10, 12 years? There are 12 years, going on 13 years, and not to put a website together, not to say what you're for. Um, and, you know, I just think it's very telling. And I think the debate was just further proof of somebody who, um, you know, he's taking for granted he's on the Democratic ticket. Mm -hmm. It's a general election. And in New Haven, um, Biden will, tr you know, trounce Trump. So there's not going to be, you know, there's, it's going to be uh, a landslide. And so he feels like, well, I'm just going to ride that landslide and I don't have to defend myself and I don't have to deal with you. Mm. And, um, and I think that's really what you saw. And, you know, that's unfortunate because no matter what, I think you should, um, you know, debate the issues in front of people. Um, hold yourself a little bit accountable. Understand that you should be held accountable and try to you know, think through and articulate a vision for the future. I don't think he was interested. So, you know, that's what you saw. And I tried not to look at him, quite frankly, because, you know, we're it's right in your face. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you have an audience and stuff, you can kind of look to your supporters. Or you kind of look in a specific uh, direction. Uh, you can't really do that. So... I, I tried not to. I know I, I was irritating him at, at, at uh, pretty pretty early into it. Yeah, it was clear. Um, <laughs> very irritated. So, yeah. but that's because he didn't want to defend his record and he didn't have an answer for a lot of things. So that's that's what that was about. Wow, and I I also liked the way that you stayed on message. You know. I'm here for the seniors and I'm here for the children. I'm here for the most vulnerable. You stayed on message about education. We should be providing uh, you know, free Chromebooks and laptops for every student and, internet, and international uh, internet access to every student as a civil right. Um, you know, like these are issues that are exacerbated because of COVID-19 and now that we have so much on online learning. And so I'm glad you stuck with the message because I didn't really hear much of a message from Winfield. In fact, I don't really know what, I don't know what he stands for. Like this is not, this is a part where actually not being biased and being very objective. If you listen to the debate, you can also uh, listen to it on the New Haven Independent. But if you listen to the debate, there was, he didn't actually lay out a ground plan as to what he wants to do. What are his proposals? No, not once actually throughout the entire campaign has he actually said, this is what I want to do. This is a bill I'm going to introduce. Um, you know, he, 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 had, he actually just said in response to my different proposals that the state has no money, we can't do it. 
um, it's hard, um, you know, and, you know, the voters are going to have to decide. But, yes, I mean, I think that COVID has uh, really exacerbated the inequities in the black and brown community um, in urban communities like New Haven. Uh, we brought up um, that, you know, one of our sister cities, Hartford, the capital, got $11 million and we only got like $2.5 million to open our schools. How do you open up schools with no money? Um, there's infrastructure that has to take place. The school buses have to be dealt with. Um, the teacher's PPE and the children's PPE all has to be dealt with. So New Haven is unique and it said that we weren't going to go straight back to school the way that the governor wanted. And so the governor punished New Haven by not giving us any money. And um, although my opponent touts that he's on a probes, he said during the debate, well, I didn't, you know, I don't. I didn't know that that was going to happen, and he was just kind of checked out of the whole thing. And that's just, I think, the difference between us is that, you know, no matter whose decision it is, it's your it's your role and responsibility as a state senator to use the power that you have to advocate for the people. And one of the things I wanted to make sure that I got across was one, I'm not beholden to the party. So I am a Democrat. I am a registered Democrat. I have democratic values, but I'm, I'm the, one of the, the great things about this race is I, I really love the fact that a party boss, the governor, you know, no one can intimidate me to be quiet, to not say something uh, when I see an injustice or I see an inequity or I see the vulnerable not being taken care of or, you know, people short shrifting our kids. And I think I really think it's starting to come to the fore that our Democratic incumbent, you know, he doesn't want to say anything because he doesn't want to get into it with the governor. He doesn't want to upset the education commissioner. He doesn't want to upset his leadership. And as an independent who's still a Democrat, but an independent one who is not relying on the party, I, I, I can say it. I can actually say, Governor, you're wrong. You know, Commissioner, you're absolutely wrong, and here's why. And, and you've been doing this. And make them actually address what I'm saying. And so there's power as a senator that I'll have. They need my vote on the budget and a number of other things. Um, I'll have the floor. I'll have a platform. And um, they're going to have to deal with me. And I'm, I'm hoping that people hear that and see that in these last two or three weeks and actually vote for somebody who's going to represent people. And um, I'm noticing it more with this incumbent that I'm running against that there really is something to about being beholden to a party. Because I've been a pretty loyal Democrat for most of my life. Um, you mentioned I worked for the last mayor. She was a Democrat. I got her elected. Mm -hmm. You know, I was on the um, state party. I was co-chair Hillary's campaign for president. I've done a number of things and the Democratic Party, but I'm like, wow, the party really shuts people down and shuts them up. And, um, you know, I don't think that the presidential stuff should dictate on the lower level because, you know, we really got to fight. I mean, we got we have fights within the Democratic Party, um, but we also I just think that we have to think through what kind of party we want to be. Are we just, you know, going along to get along? And that's just that's not me. So um, yeah. I'm glad to have this opportunity 
um, to be on the ballot. We got 3,500 signatures, Jackson. Yes. Off. Uh, we Secure, you have secured public financing. We secured public financing. We Congratulations. Have, um, we probably submitted well over 5,000 signatures, wow. uh, which shows you how hard it is, especially under COVID. I remember some days that uh, you, 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 you didn't want to be out there doing that. So. <laughs> something so you know it, it wasn't easy it wasn't easy go ahead this is your confessional they time. said i gotta tell you i didn't when it was hot and beautiful when i was knocking door to door for the mayor even that was a hardship for me it's hard work and then you wanted me to do it in a pandemic <laughs> as well as manage all the other canvassers i was like this is a lot <laughs> But I really, it's, but primarily, I mean, it was, it was definitely a safety concern, but I still ended up going out with you anyway. I think I took a break for about, what, a week and a half. And I was like, oh, all right, two weeks, two, two weeks and a half. <laughs> two weeks and a half. That's good. I was in that, by the end of it, I was still out there with you because we, we needed all hands on deck, but, um, you finally made it. You also have a building, a headquarters now. Um, so things are looking up. I think, I, I really think billboard. you're going to work. Huh? See my billboard? I have a billboard. You have a billboard? I have a billboard. Where, who, what, when, where, how? It's one of those digital billboards. By the wharf? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, well, so the last thing I want to talk about with you um, is, you know, what it, what are the differences you're seeing now running for office um, during COVID than obviously pre-COVID? What were the difficulties? Has there anything, has there anything been ironically easier now that there's COVID here or is it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Everything's harder. Mm -hmm. uh, people don't want to volunteer. People don't want to door knock. People don't want to make phone calls. Don't I know it? Um, even people to get paid, it's difficult. Um, I just think, you know, it's there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on with folks. Yeah. So um, it's. I think the issues are different. I think the anxiety is different. It's just a different time. I mean, you know, I'm getting a little older. I got some gray hair, so you, you go, you just kind of go and think back. This is the most anxious that I've experienced in my 50-something years that people are. They're just anxious about everything. Yeah. Um, I guess the one difference um, that was positive is that people want to talk. So when you go to their house, they, you know, in the past they'd be shutting the door. I don't like you. I don't like politicians. All that kind of stuff. I think people like people uh, appreciated uh, the door knock, and they wanted to talk, and there yeah. was there was a certain frustration or anxiety that they wanted to share and talk about. So I think that was a positive. But in terms of raising money and um, just doing that hard work that it takes to get elected, very very difficult time. Yeah, and you see it in the um, how many people ran. I don't know if you've had a chance to look since you've been back at school, if there's been a lot of competition, but 
There were very few primaries in Connecticut. Hasn't been. There was like three on the state Senate level um, and out of 36 races or something. And, um, you know, on the state rep level, it's pretty much the same. So you have Republicans and Democrats, but you didn't have a lot of primaries. You didn't have people um, running as independents or, you know, really putting themselves out there because it is much harder. Um, to do and you know and communicate i mean the good thing is we i've learned zoom sort of um (laughs) zoom is hard (laughs) it really is hard there's been a couple of other things that we've done um you know some interviews and things like that so as a tool we've done um more campaign meetings online and we, we, we came up with that phone-a-thon and we yeah. did electronic petitions and um, so you, you definitely learning you know more texting things like that so new things are incorporated just as people have adapted to work we've kind yeah. of adapted that into the political campaign um, but you know the old style stuff is still there you still got to go meet people where they are and I've enjoyed that. Yeah. And you missed our ice cream truck. You, 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 you. you I know. Had... As soon as I left, everything you know started spicing up. You got an yeah. ice cream truck, a building, a billboard. So you did get that. We did. Everything's like as soon as you left. Now I get this. <laughs> it's like now that you're gone. Well, you got the I ice cream truck the whole time. But we had we, you know, so people know what I'm talking about. We actually yeah. rented our own ice cream truck. Uh, the Jolly Rogers ice cream trucks, uh, soft serve. We didn't get it out every day, but we took it out enough. And what was nice about it was uh, for dense housing and for uh, places that was just hard to get to. You get on, I had a, I got a bullhorn and you get on the bullhorn and tell people we got free ice cream and uh, yeah. people came out and it was a, a, a great way to meet and greet Um grassroots so that was a lot of fun yeah i think you're doing very well i think you're doing great work i love the ice cream always love the ice cream truck idea the first time we did it i don't know if people know this but the first time we did it we had ben and jerry's which that was quite a way to to kick that idea off but listen i think you got this in the bag ice cream you guys got up there do you have ice cream it's kind of cold yeah we have ice cream we have uh (laughs) We have frozen yogurt. <laughs> we get it for the dining hall. That's about all we can get because all the good ice cream places and food places are in Minneapolis, but we're not allowed to leave campus. So we got to find, oh, we right have good now, coffee places around here. You can't leave campus at all. No, right now. nope. Wow. Yeah. So we're still kind of on lockdown, but anyway, for the last 10 minutes, I want to play a little game with you. It's Me? a game. Yeah. With you. We got to go quickly. Okay. So you got like 30 seconds each question. Uh, It's the game is called Who Said That? It's a game we play at the Poly Hour. Um, And what you have to do is that I'm going to say to you outrageous quotes um, said by politicians. Uh, Could be as recent as last week to way beyond in the past. Okay. So I'm going to say the quotes to you. I'm going to give you three choices of people and you have to choose. Uh, to the best of your ability, choose who you think said this crazy, funny, ridiculous quote. Are you going to send quote. me a poly something 
statue or whatever? Um, unfortunately, we don't have a reserve of funds to give you <laughs> a, a prize. Yeah, I, I want a statue or something. I want the Polly statue. You are on my show. You cannot <laughs> demand what you want. You will get what you get if you don't get upset. <laughs> okay, so here's question number one. Too many good docs are getting out of business. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their love with women all across this country. Who said that? President uh, George W. Bush, Donald Trump, or Bill Clinton? It's really kind of out there, so I'm gonna go with Trump. No, it was George W. Bush. Really? Yep. When did he say that? He said this on September 6, 2004, during uh, a speech. It was one of his Bushisms. All right. Wow, I got the first one wrong. You're, you're running thought, for state senate? Oof. Oh, my goodness. I never heard that quote. <laughs> okay, who said this? Facts are stupid things. Was this Ronald Reagan? Was this Rudy Giuliani or was this George W. Bush? Facts are stupid things. Rudy Giuliani, that's a good guess, but you are wrong. It was Ronald Reagan. He said this at a 1988 Republican National Convention. Sounds like he, what Kellyanne Conway said once. That's oh yeah, alternative facts. Yes. Yeah. He was attempting to quote John Adams, who said, facts are stubborn things. <laughs> All right. Uh, who said this? I've now been in 57 states. I think one left to go. Who said this? Donald Trump, Barack Obama, or Joe Biden? Well, it sounds like Trump, but I'm going to say Biden just for the hell of it. <laughs> Oof. It does sound like something Biden would say, but it was Barack Obama. Really? Yeah. I'm he... not good at this game at all. <laughs> it was Barack Obama at a campaign a event in Oregon. Oregon. Whoops. This guy's uh, tired, you know. Yeah. Honestly, campaigns are very difficult. I it it's I can't imagine what a a, a national campaign is like. Yeah. They set you up. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this next one says, I mean, you got the first mainstream African American who was articulate and bright and clean and a nice looking guy. I mean, that's a storybook, man. Who said this? John McCain, Joe Biden, or Mitt Romney? Well, do that again. You did it so well. <laughs> I mean, you got the first mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean Romney. and a nice looking guy. Romney. You say Romney? I think I remember Romney said that. It was Joe Biden. He said it about his own, <laughs> his own boss. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, okay, here's the next one. They misunderestimated me. They misunderestimated me. I might have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Who said this? George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush, Jeb H. Bush. H. H. W. No, it was George W. Bush. One of another one of his Bushisms. Okay. 
You've gotten all of these wrong, Jason. <laughs> I'm not very good at this. My God. All right, let's see if we get this one. I love California. I practically grew up in Phoenix. What'd you say? Beautiful young lady is waiting. We're almost done. This is the last one. I love California. I practically grew up in Phoenix. Who said this? Joe Biden, John McCain, or Dan Quayle? Say it again. John McCain. He grew up in, in Arizona, right? Yeah. I put I put him there to trick you as Dan Quayle. Oh. <laughs> Here's uh, let's try this. I have one more. It's really cold outside. They are calling it a major freeze. Weeks ahead of normal. Man, we could use a big fat dose of global warming. Who said this? Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, or Lindsey Graham? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was Donald Trump. Okay. All right. Well, after that shockingly horrible uh, performance there with this game, you do realize the two people that are about to come to the show, they did way better than this than you did. Hey, they're, they're <laughs> our next leaders. I'm all for them. Okay. All right. Good one. Good now, response. Now, if you ask me about education policy or, you know, social justice or yeah. the Green New Deal, I might be able to answer a question or two, but these are, you know. Yeah. This is not up your alley. But anyways, <laughs> thank you for coming. Again, I am truly honored that you came on this Rinky Dink podcast. And I hope you had fun. Next time you come, make sure you have a drink, wine. I know you like a glass of wine. Yes. Where's yours? I have coffee because I'm because I'm underage. <laughs> but Again, thank you for coming. This was Jason Bartlett. He's running for state senate in the 10th district of New Haven in Connecticut. He and West is Haven. and West Haven, New Haven and West Haven. He is looking to really transform the 10th district. Um, and you know, he wants better environmental policies, he wants better education policies, and he really wants to work for everyone and the most vulnerable. So again, I thank you for coming on. I think you're doing great work. And I guess I'll see you later. Thank you for coming. Right. Have a good show. Thank you. Bye-bye. Elena, Shelly, where are you? Hello. How are you guys? I had to leave my room because Nadia is being very loud while playing Among Us. But oh. someone, thought I, someone thought I got sex filed, but I'm just- No. I'm just out here. I haven't played Among Us yet. Among Us yet. Is it good? It's good. They should play it. Wow. It's I was gonna play it with my friends, like from home, and then we like have this snap group where like my family friends and like half the people just didn't even respond. Fake people. Oh. Rude. Some people from <laughs> play. I'll play with you. Oh, we should. I miss you so much Shelly for those who are listening we are still live by the way but once the live stops which is going to be at 10 o'clock I'm still going to be here talking to you guys if that's okay because there's a lot to catch up on but um I'm making myself a coffee and but yeah I miss you Shelly you're not even on campus I miss you too you're in Georgia what is it like over there um well on Friday on Friday, everybody was like, oh my God, it's snowing in Northfield. And it was mm -hmm. like 60 degrees and sunny here. So I was like, oh, 
Oh. Actually, it was like that today almost. I mean, not sunny, but it was warmer. Yeah. I heard, I saw you on your Instagram story that you went voting and it took you two hours to end up casting your vote. It actually took two and a half, but like oh I didn't calculate it correctly. But I saw on Twitter, it took people like 11 or 15 hours. And that was insane. Like that it took, I went to this one library and there's another library like maybe 20 minutes away. And one of my family friend's moms went there and it took her four hours to vote. And I was like, I'm glad I didn't go there because it it was crazy. Two and a half hours. Were there people like with like, lawn chairs and stuff sitting outside mm -hmm. wow. but like if you went apparently my mom saw this but if you went in like downtown atlanta at like the state farm arena there is no wait mm -hmm. times because they have like 300 voting booths which is really good how many did you guys have like nine that is not enough i know and i saw that there were like power outages all of a sudden there were power outages yep oh that's nice that's we love voter suppression but I know I've been telling you guys that I think Trump is going to win, but I'm starting to waver on that now. My friend okay. thinks Trump is going to win. And I'm like, you got to have some hope. Like, please. I, okay, you know the guy who predicted, like, he's predicted every election. Yeah. He, he predicts that Joe Biden is going to win. A lot of people are predicting that. The person I just had on as a guest thinks Joe Biden is going to win by a landslide. Oh no, it's not gonna be a landslide. I don't think it's gonna be a landslide either. But I most definitely not. It's gonna be close. I don't know. I dread guys. that day. I dread that day. It's gonna be it's 14 more days. Either it's way. Gonna be, like scary to leave. Well, I'm not gonna leave, but like it's gonna be scary, like in the world. Yeah. Whatever happens, people are gonna be angry. People are gonna be so angry. Either way, yeah. Like I cannot imagine, but I feel I've, I I and I still kind of I still kind of think Joe Biden's I mean uh, Trump is gonna win. I want Joe Biden to win, obviously, but I think sh you just like you can't cheaters cheat, and it's very hard to exactly. be a cheater. Exactly. He was ripping up uh, mailboxes, mailboxes off the side of the street, and putting in front of our eyes in plain sight. They're literally putting them in the backs of trucks. You know, they said that when you, they had the fake drop box in California, they said that yeah. they wouldn't remove it. Yeah. They, yeah. They're cheating. And I'm just like, if they're, because this is, this is my logic behind it. If they're doing that, um, you know, if they're doing that right in front of our eyes, what are they doing behind the scenes? Because you remember with the Mueller report, although nothing happened with that, I mean, I, sometimes I forget that he's impeached. But anyways, with the Mueller report, we found out that a whole lot was going on behind the scenes. So while they're ripping up mailboxes, you're like, oh, honey, this is only the tip of the iceberg. iceberg. What we're doing behind closed doors, we're going to win. So that's my logic on it. But I know I'm not supposed to think that way. I'm supposed to I be I mean, positive. if it's a coup, what does that mean? Do we have a revolution? Because if he, if he, I'm just saying, like, if he... Looking at the Big definition question. of a coup, like it, it's starting to look like it could be that. I don't understand like why this old man wants to be president for so long if he's not gonna do anything first. Like before president, like it wasn't good, but at least he could like secretly 
launder money in peace yeah. and nobody like before 2016 the only thing i knew about donald trump was the you're fired thing like and i was like okay speaking of that finding his own business like he's doing bad things but nobody knew about it it's better for it was better for him but now he's so stupid and i mean now no. <laughs> he was always stupid <laughs> oh well, yeah but now he's now everybody knows like it's not smart on his part but then again what do you expect well from I, him can i make a confession i was low-key a fan of the apprentice do not say that i knew you were gonna say that i didn't embarrassed. wait is that guys a, okay is that a tv show yeah that was his tv show oh i never watched it I, I watched The Apprentice and I actually thought it was, I thought it was good. I knew nothing about Donald Trump, except that he was on Apprentice. I knew that he was a bad businessman, but I didn't know the stuff he said about black people. I didn't even know he was in Home Alone and, and I like watched it. I just didn't even know exactly. until like later. He, people say he was all this big famous person. I barely knew him until I finally started watching The Apprentice. Maybe I started watching it probably eight years ago. And then I only watched it for about like a month. And I always watched it on bootleg videos on YouTube because <laughs> I never caught it on TV. But I enjoyed it because he had great guests on there. Like he had NeNe Leakes on there from The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I love NeNe Leakes. So I was like, get me some NeNe Leakes. Well, but at least you didn't like contribute to his ratings. No, I didn't. I, I pirated his episodes because I'm a oh, true okay. revolutionary. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a true anti-capitalist. Yeah, I watched I watched The Apprentice. I'm not ashamed. Well, I am ashamed of it because now, now that I know what I do know. But I'm not just saying objectively, I didn't think it was that bad of a show. Um, if I'm honest with you guys, I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> 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 I am so tired. If you, did you listen to the tomfoolery that was going on for the first 10 minutes on live of this podcast? I could not get the audio right to save my life. He was, he, his, he had to dial it into the audio. Then I didn't realize that my volume was down. Then I couldn't hear him. And then I took my headphones out and no one could hear anything. Then he took his headphones out and no one could hear anything. Then we plugged it back in. We didn't even start we didn't start talking until 9 10 the show starts at nine o'clock and get this i wasn't even recording at 9 10 so we had to start over again so by 9 15 that's when the interview started and this man is running for state senate and i did and i didn't i couldn't get like i couldn't get it together i'm embarrassed i'm tired for whoever's listening live right now thank you so much you are very much committed uh and I How saw you, you changed your Instagram username to the Poly Hour. Oh yeah, I'm going all in. I I'm gonna keep it like that for maybe like two weeks and see how it goes. I probably will just change it back to my name. But have you saved looks... your other username? No. Can I do that? You should probably. I mean, like, if you're not worried about another Jackson Austin taking no, it, you can probably just make it. another account. And then, like, when you switch it back to Jackson, you could save the Poly Hour on your other account, and then. How do I do that? You just make another Instagram account. That's how you save your username by making a whole nother Instagram? 
because then someone else claimed your Instagram account and that someone else is you. Okay, I mean, that's I don't not know saying how... that you're using That's making a whole other Instagram account. That's so not how, work. I don't think they have like a way for you to save. You can't just claim usernames. Then people would just yeah. be like claiming them all around. And like, I don't know. Well, the reason why I said two weeks is because they, when I changed it, they said, we're going to give you two weeks at the, um, for a chance to change it back to my old username, which is at Jackson Austin. Um, well, actually the username now is the poly hour, the underscore poly hour, sorry. <laughs> but if I change it back, it's at Jackson Austin. <laughs> Whatever you do, if you find it, follow. But, um, but yeah, they gave me two weeks to be able to change it back. Cause you know, like when you delete your Instagram, they give you two weeks to still log back in. Oh my God. Like, There's no way you have Instagram this much self-control. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal your username. Shelly, if you do that, I'm literally gonna be on the next flight over to Okay, okay. Georgia. If anyone's listening, make a new account and put it at Jackson Austin. <laughs> Wow. No clue who it is. Well, first of all, jokes on you because no one listens to this. So, <laughs> so try again. Um, to the zero listeners out there, don't do that, please. Although I know you're listening. I'm so sorry. This this was so crunchy today. This episode was so I'm so sorry. No, I don't actually know if he's listening. If Can you, you are, check I'm how many apologize. people are listening? I'm supposed to be able to see. No, I was able to see that last year when we were actually in the studio for the radio, but I don't know how to do that on my laptop because I'm in my room now. So, because it doesn't allow me to be. What'd you say? Can I get a room tour? You wanna, oh, yeah. So, right now you're looking at the Ivy Vine. What time is it? I think that's so pretty. Me? You too, but I was talking about the oh. vine. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I, but yeah, this is the ivy vine. And then the other side is, my room is such a mess right now. It's not even funny. That's like kind of big for like a single. Can I tell you something? I don't know why I'm whispering, but... <laughs> Goodhue is actually really nice to live in. What do you have to say, Aletta? Because you know it's facts. Okay, you say, here's the thing. He says that, and then he gets mad when I don't go over to Goodhue. I do get mad because I always make the trip to you, but no one ever makes the trip to me. Because it's Goodhue. Actually, but that's not, I could literally say, oh, you live in and you know, realize how stupid that is because I can say, I don't feel like going to you because you live in Myers. You could. I'm fine with so, like, that. This is ridiculous. Winter, we were there in the, with the, the lounge thing, the big one, the, the super, super lounge. lounge. Mm-hmm. We were there kind of a lot. Yeah, yeah. the super lounge was nice. It's Shelly, just cold now. Because Shelly's kind hearted. I don't want to pick up the good hue coronavirus. That's. That's, wow. That is just, you know what? I'm signing off. This is this is yeah. as much as I can take. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but actually, I'm really you, bathrooms are nasty. All right, I will admit. Good hue. Okay, let me let me let me re, let me rephrase the sentence. Good hue is nice to live in. The rooms are big and spacious, and we have carpet, and it's just a nice, comfortable place to live. But you like the carpet? I do like the carpet. I, 
Because, I mean, most of the rooms here have carpet, except ours is wood floors, and I love mm. the wood floors. Well, it's not wood. What? It's, really? No, it's not wood. It is not wood, first yes, of all. Okay. It not looks real like wood. It. That is Wait, linoleum. No, is fourth Myers wood and, like, third Myers? It's not wood. Don't let her. This is false um, advertising. It's wood. Um, <laughs> Plastic no, is what fourth, that was. I mean, sure. It's like that fake wood, but it looks like it and feels like wood. Um, only my floor has Where are you? Why the is there so much noise? Sorry, um, in the hallway. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot you can't go in your room. Yeah. Um, what was it? Goodhue is not that bad to live. For those who don't know, Goodhue is a dorm here at Carleton College, and it has a very controversial um, PR presence here. Some say it's you either love it or you hate it. I happen to love it, but I will I will admit to you the bathrooms the bathrooms are particularly crap. Um, I used the bathroom this morning and I just to shower, and the whole bathroom smelled like piss. It was so pungent in the back. It was, the smell was touching wow. that dangly thing in the back to... of my throat. Really, it was so ooh, disgusting. I could not, it was so strong. You're not helping your case. No, you, you know are. why? Because like, people, and I know it. who it is because it's from the urinal. So it's men, nasty men cannot remember to flush the urinal. And so they just keep the pee there. This is Wait. disgusting. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You have to Oh, you do. I don't yes, know how you have to flush, or else the pee just sits there, and then it dries, and then it ends up fuming the whole bathroom. And I don't know who keeps forgetting to flush, but they do it every it's night. So and when I want to take a shower, it like stinks. That. If their pee is smelling like that bad, they need to drink more water. That's another thing. People don't drink enough water here, and they're so unashamed and unapologetic about it that they feel the need to pee without flushing and leaving their dry, crusty, yellow piss <laughs> in the urinal. And when I'm trying to take a shower, I'm choking to death and being, why are you raising your hand? This is not a, this is not a classroom. <laughs> is there well, something well, you'd like to say, Aletta? Yes, yes, I'd like to say that we don't have that issue because we don't have urinals. So, booyah. Oh, there's your oh, I you don't have urinals. That's sexist. is your is good hue co ed bathrooms. Yeah, so you have like a urinal and a toilet because yes, we're progressive. We just feel like if you need to use the bathroom, you need to use it. So, why can't you just use the toilet to pee? Why can't everyone? I, I do both. If I'm going in there just to pee, be in and out, I just use the urinal. But if I'm doing my other thing, you know pooping <laughs> the other what thing <laughs> i think we all got the point if i'm doing a number two what i do is by the way i'm not getting paid for this sponsorship but i'm sponsoring it anyway the great value flushable wipes <laughs> you need to get yourself oh, one of do those not advertise those those aren't actually flushable <sighs> Like, like the, they actually have an issue here with those because they clog the pipes. Are you serious? Yeah. They sent us an email about it. Serious? I don't think people are truly getting flush. I think people, I don't know. I no, wouldn't no, be no, so no. quick to say you're that wrong. because some no, people think, Elena, can you no, let I, me explain myself? I, I, yeah, go for it. What I was trying to say is, 
some people buy them, make a mistake that they, and they think they're buying flushable, but they're not actually buying flushable because I've made that mistake before. So I wouldn't say all flushable wipes. Did they say great value flushable wipes that you could? They did not use the words no, great no, value, no, Aletta. No, but... <laughs> you are so, <laughs> you. Okay, okay. Look <laughs> you... up, Jackson, oh. go to the internet and look up our flushable wipes flushable. I'm doing it'll that right show, now. It'll show you tons of articles. What are you finding? Flushable Shelly? wipes are not flushable. Sorry, flushable yeah, wipes. A simple no. answer, no. What'd you say? It's, it says they're not flushable. None of them? Yeah, it's really awkward because I totally use flushable wipes too. You, I'm so, Elena, have you tried it? Not the great value. I one. have, yeah. Bam, bam, it's bam, a life bam. changer. Don't you agree, Shelly? Yeah. You, first of all, Americans mainly do this. Every other country. Um, bidets. Oh, yeah, every other country uses bidets. We should. Oh, yeah, we should really switch to that. But imagine if you have like a public bidet. I've been I'm in a public bidet. It's not like you share, like, it's not no. like you touch any of it. Mm -mm. It's just water. Oh, honey, I used a public bidet. I was, you want to know when? I used, public bidets aren't a bad thing. You said you, said you didn't want to do public bidets. I don't really know how they work. So they squirt water up your butt. Uh-huh. And I got to tell you, it was a life. I can hear the whole conversation going on, Elena. I don't know who that is, but it's loud. <laughs> you didn't have to mute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> why can't you go in your room? Because Nadia's yelling in there. She, why is she yelling? Because she's playing Among Us. Oh, man. It was quieter out in the hallway. All right. Anyway. I'm coming here. Okay. All right. So, yes, we do public bidets. I used one. Guess, get this. I was in France, right? And I was at the Galerie de Lafayette. And I use their public restroom. And when I tell you, it was an electric toilet, too. It wasn't the Japanese-made one because yeah, that. it was With like it was one of those Japanese electric toilets that does everything for you, at a department store, and I used a bidet and it was the best thing. It's you have to try it. So it dried you off too? No, do oh. you could just use the toilet paper to do that. The Japanese thing, yeah, you still need. That. What'd you say? Elena, what did you say? No, what did you say, Shelly? <laughs> what did I say? I said the Japanese toilet dries you off too. It has like a seat warmer, it's got a bidet, and it has a booty dryer. I, maybe it did have a dryer. I don't remember though, but it was a lot of buttons on there. All I got to tell you, bidets are, they're great. So that's why I'm just like, in the US, I don't understand why we don't have more of those. Because and I don't know why we think- It's an American made. And you know the meme, the like boys don't wash their ass type of, or like- Straight boys and they don't. Oh yeah, that, I'm so sorry. You're right, they're it right. It's true, they don't. They be, they be walking around smelling like butt dookie. So, so that's, I think that's why. And they, we think that these thin leaflets that we have to use to clean ourselves is sufficient. And I just don't understand where they got that from. 
If they I don't, don't use the wipes. Okay, well, Shelly, are you not going to use the wipes now? If you don't use them, I won't use them. Guys, guys, literally Oscar just emailed us about this because it's an issue. Oh, no. oh my gosh. You want I me to forward like... you the email? I don't need you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are we going to repurpose them for? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like finish what you have. Oh, yeah. Just but... don't buy new ones. Oh, okay. Uh my mom got baby wipes and then she uh i found that they weren't safe to flush and then she was she went to go return them the lady's like we're just gonna throw them away so my mom's like never mind and so she took them back home and now i have a thingy of baby wipes so my doggy is not gonna need wipes cleaning wipes for like years because it was like a pack of I'm, 12. i'm hooked on those wipes though i gotta tell you just get up the day do you realize how expensive oh, yeah. the days are? They're not, you can get like $40 ones. What? Yeah. You can get bidets for $40? My uncle bought them for all his house. Is it good? Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh my God. Portable I can show you what brand he bought. Oh, wow. This is true. <laughs> what, do you think I was lying house. to you? I thought these were like fancy, expensive things, but these are like, this one's like $34. Yeah. My parents are gonna get one and they just never came through with it. Wow, we should definitely do this. I didn't know they were so cheap. Yeah. Wow. I mean, to be fair, I don't know if you can like I don't know if you can use one here. Like I don't I get one here. Yeah, because you have to like plug it into the water supply. That's a lot. What do you what is that you're walking around with? Oh, just my portable bidet. Yeah, no, literally. I get kicked out of the school. I bet you know, I feel like that would be like a like a new initiative on campus. Like <laughs> everyone like, buy your bidet. No, you know, like they did like the reusable containers and the, the menstrual cup. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like next. Are those universal <laughs> now for um for people who identify as women now on campus? Wasn't there an initiative for that? Like wait, for what? For providing like menstrual materials for everyone. Yeah, they had a survey about it, about like pads and stuff. Yeah. Pads that I wanted it because I was like, those are expensive. So. Well, they do have them available at, uh, at the like office of health promotion and at GSC. Yeah. And you, they said you can take as much as you want. They won't ask. Or... We, they put it in, um, these big, as RAs are supposed to take these boxes and it has like pads, condoms and everything that people need in them. But I yeah. thought what they were gonna do as part of the initiative was like literally put them in each bathroom. Did they, did you not do that? I, I don't see, I, they didn't say we were supposed to do it. They just thought like, it, was, it sounded like Carlton itself was gonna Wait, make Wait, but then they mandate. give you those containers? Yes. That's just for our floor, but I'm just talking about every single bathroom, including in like oh. classroom buildings. Oh, that's a lot of work though. <laughs> I know, but that's where I thought it was gonna be. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well, so much for that. Never mind. I don't know, man. Well, again, I don't have anything to talk about. So <laughs> I was just I'm so tired, but I'm actually really I'm glad to see you guys. Um, I mean, did you know by the way? like millions upon millions of people have done early voting? It's like four or six million, but then- Like more than ever, like yeah. 400,000. 
I think, and we already know like the people who are voting early are most likely voting for Joe. That's true. So maybe it will be a landslide. No. But I don't There's see no way. how. I was text banking, or I already told you, Jackson, but yeah. I was text banking last week. It was for black voters in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Most of them were Trump supporters. And I texted 2,000 people. people. Yeah. Wow. We, we don't claim them. Are you recording? I am recording. Why are you recording this? I'm recording for audio. Oh. This part is still going to be part of the podcast. The other part was just for oh. KRLX. I don't know. Radio that. Show. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, oh, they're separate? Yeah, they're separate. I didn't know they were separate. Oh, our whole bidet conversation. So <laughs> oh, everything's going to be. <laughs> but this is part of it. It's supposed to be informal. Okay. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I have the Poly Hour is a podcast, but I just happen to also record it live for the school on KR. Oh, so this yeah. is the Poly multiple hours? Yes, just Poly multiple hours and multiple casts on multiple platforms. We are building an empire. Tea. Henny. But um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm sort of just I'm sort of worried. About what? About Trump. You know what a weird thing is? I'm worried, but like I'm kind of just like at a point where I'm just like it is what it is. Yeah. Because this country is stupid. We kind of deserve. Not stupid, but like, it, it it had it coming, you know. It's stupid. We've been doing things so corrupt and so wrong for so many years, and we started off on a very inequitable basis. So if you start off a country like that and make that its foundation, it's not a very firm foundation. So this is bound to happen. How many countries started off so inequitable and ended up having revolutionaries and revolutions and? domestic unrest and whatnot it always happens exactly because people eventually get sick and tired and that's what's happening now so that's i mean i don't see i'm not surprised and it is what it is but i keep trying to tell you guys people cheat and donald trump is a cheater did you see did you see how he was saying that like if he um if he loses the election he's gonna leave the country he is that's what he, that's he somehow that's that? going on. Yeah. That he was like, you'll never hear from me again. Yeah. He's like, I you we know, can't talk to each other. That's what the Cuban dictator before Fidel Castro did. Was it because he was like wanted by authorities or something? It was because he was probably going to be murdered if he stayed in Cuba. Yeah, well, I think it's because Trump has so much legal, uh, like a legal story. Yeah, it's because he would be, he would go to jail yeah so because after yeah they're they're gonna be able to to like imprison him isn't that just crazy how so if he flees can they still imprison him or how does that work it depends on which country he goes to like you really think any country's gonna grant him like immunity they can't stop him if it's in their laws they can yeah isn't that what happened with snowden many people snowden yes but the guy that was head of Nissan that escaped to a bunch of different countries. But like, wanted. but Donald Trump, like, like, would any country want him? I feel it's like not up to them. It doesn't work that way. Like Modi in India, I'm pretty sure they're friends. Yeah. 
That would be very terrible. And Putin. Yeah, Putin. He has some he, people like him. Putin. Uh, he has Modi. He has Duterte of the Philippines. Who else likes Brazil. him? Who? Yeah, the Brazilian. Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, he has plenty of places to choose from. So, and even if they didn't like him, I don't think it's, I don't think that's how that works. It's like, oh, I don't like you. So you can't come in my country. Like he can go in. And then also they'll make money off of him because he'll still be going over there paying some kind of rent. He's in debt. Uh Uh-uh, he doesn't pay taxes. He's, he doesn't pay taxes too. And he's a white man. He, you think, you think that's all the money that, that they're going to list? These people have money in offshore banks. He's going to have, it may not be billions, but he's going to have enough to sustain him for a good little while. I can guarantee you that. What about like Baron? I feel bad for him. I I feel bad for Baron. He has coronavirus, did you know? His father gave him coronavirus. Yep. Yep. Also gave um, him to Kellyanne Conway's daughter had coronavirus too. Isn't that insane? She's been on like TikTok spilling the tea about the Conways. She was like, she'd be like, my parents are currently arguing over over Trump. I can't stand it here. I'm running away. She She actually got emancipated. I think she she got emancipated. She's trying to. Oh, okay. I thought it happened. Okay. Yeah. I heard about that. What's her name? Claudia. Claudia Conway. I love her. Like, I love her. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's badass. Also, she was the one that leaked. I think she actually leaked out first on TikTok that her mom had coronavirus before her mom confirmed it to the press. Mm-hmm. She's out here. And then quick I, leaks. She yeah, she blew up like again because she was like, oh, I think like, did she say she was like, I think Trump has it or is it? Am I wrong? And then Trump um, confirmed for it. I don't remember what her specific. It was something. Were. Maybe you're t- we're talking about Kellyanne, but she were like she like speculated, and then like yeah. it happened, and then like everybody got mad at her for like leaking it. But she was like, I was just speculating. Like, also, I'm 15, so. She's only 15. She tur- She just turned 16. Like, I think she looks that like young. She literally looks like she's like 21. Yeah, she does. I think as a collective, the younger people are starting to look not young because <laughs> I know these beauty standards. They know how to dress. Honestly, they know how to act. You, you want to see me when I was sixteen? <laughs> want to see me last year? Want to see me last month? <laughs> I still, oh my god! I was going to get my flu shot, and the nurse thought I was fifteen. You do look very young, but I take that as a compliment. No, fifteen. I told. I her wouldn't I say fifteen, but. College, and she was like, "I thought you met. I thought you were gonna be sophomore in high school." And I was like, "It's never gonna end," because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I was seventeen, and then um, the, the, I was at the airport, and then this dude from the line for TSA was like, oh, mm-hmm. under 12, come here. And I was like, you can't be thinking I'm 12. I'm going on a college visit. <laughs> oh my that's so God. You, you do look young, but that's because you just have very delicate features. You have very soft skin. You're not very tall. <laughs> so you do look younger than, but I wouldn't say 15. 15, I think is pushing it. But take that as a compliment. People always think I'm like 21. Oh, one time someone thought I was- Which is not true. (laughs) 
That's actually not true. Maybe like the oldest I got was 20. The, my last boss thought I was 20 years old. Someone thought my brother had kids when he had like a beard. I think it was like either last winter or something. Your yeah. brother does look old. It was really Older, old. sorry. We're old. He looks. <laughs> he does look like an old, an old, a person that's older than what his government, what his government ages. But um, yeah. I don't. Let's see what else is going on. So what do we talk about? We talk about Claudia Conley. I am so tired, guys. <laughs> Just, this is like night and day. Huh? I was going to say, remember when Baron blew up on TikTok because everybody wanted to hear from him because he's like not allowed to have social media, but like people found out he watches anime and then like um, someone who went to school with him was like, oh, he's so nice to like the Spanish teacher or something or like he talks in Spanish to her. He's so considerate and like he... I don't know, something. And then there was like a clip of him like playing with a baby and he looked so like appealing yeah. to like people and like people couldn't believe that like Donald is his father. So what they're if... like- He's like, like so desperate to not be like his father. Well, I believe he's on the spectrum, like very severely. Really? Like what if he ends up being like Claudia? But that would never happen, not-, not... Maybe after he's not president, but that would never, that wouldn't happen during his presidency. He has to acquire social media first. I yeah. think he had a, he had a Twitter or an Instagram. He had some form. He had an Instagram at one point. Yeah, and then he had to be deleted. What was on it? Just pictures of him, White House stuff. But um, he also, he's also extremely tall. He's taller than his father. And Trump is not short by any stretch like of the imagination. Something, right? Yeah, he's really, really tall. And he's only 14. Or is he 15 now? I thought he was 13. He's young, but he literally, he's he's like 10 times taller than me. <laughs> Jackson is five inches tall. <laughs> I know. What? I'm so, I'm such an exag exaggerator. Maybe not 10 times, more like eight times. Um, but let me see, Baron Trump, how old is he? He is, yeah, he's 14. What is his height? I thought he was 17. Oh my gosh, wow. No, he's only 14. How tall? He's, he is. Do you know Rudy Giuliani's daughter is a big, like, Biden supporter? Yeah, all these people have family members that hate him. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. First of all, I don't think Rudy Giuliani. I think Ru I don't think Rudy Giuliani is well. There's something wrong with that man. I didn't say that. I don't think. I think he's going crazy a little bit, like losing it. Like the way he talks, how incoherently he talks. He spits a lot when he's talking. Who was the one who was talking about the pigeon? was tweeting about pigeons having like chips in them i don't know but isn't oh that, like, i know what you're talking about uh, a lot of people have joked about that too that pig pigeons are actually like the, the birds aren't real by spying on you yeah let me go look it up because i like to TikTok for it by the way do you guys know i had a dream last night in it when i tell you i'm disturbed i'm so disturbed so I dreamt, I think I acted, I think I had a lucid dream. 
and it was early in the morning. And while you guys are out here doing the scavenger hunt around 10, because I was still sleeping, so maybe it wasn't that early in the morning, <laughs> but um, I dreamt that my father was trying to kill me. Um, that's sad. I, Do you I want the Freudian analysis of that? <laughs> Is it, I read about it actually to, uh, right before the show, I think like an hour before, and it said that Freud says that dreams about that means that you're jealous of your father because he's taken away the affection of your mother from you. Because you're sexually attracted to your mother. Yeah, I don't think that's it. Freud <laughs> <laughs> uh, was a fucked up man. He was, He yeah, did yeah. a lot of cocaine. Did you know that? Not surprised by that. Didn't know that, but not surprised. Freud, Freudian was a very Freudian person. Um, but yeah, he was, oh, sorry, what were you saying? I just have a tiny interjection. It's yeah. Senator Chuck Grassley. Wow. I, again, another thing I'm not surprised at. Who's that? He is a senator who's Republican. And he was one of those, I think Chuck Grassley was the person when they asked about the accuser of 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 Kavanaugh for um sexual harassment and assault the when they asked Chuck Grassley um by the way this is not researched material so if I'm getting this wrong those who are listening please don't at me but I think allegedly I think if I remember correctly Chuck Grassley said in response to a reporter asking him what did you think about um the accuser I forgot her name. Dr. Ford. Yes. Oh, what did you think of Dr. Ford? Christine Blasey Ford, right? That's the name? Yep. What did, they were like, so what did you think about her testimony? And the first words that came out of his mouth was, I think she's a very attractive woman. Those are the first words out of his mouth. So I know a little, I know a little about Chuck Grassley. He is not a very nice man. He is not an attractive man. <laughs> all of his tweets. What'd you say? He's spelling pigeon wrong in all of his tweets. Yeah, these people are idiots, honestly. I'm reading about all the different um, kids of Republicans who've like historically, like apparently this is a common thing. Like, uh, well, Robert Reagan, mm-hmm. who is a Republican running for state legislator, his daughter, <laughs> she at the time tweeted if you're in michigan in 18 plus please for the love of god do not vote for my dad for state rep to tell oh everyone <laughs> oh my gosh it is a common thing Steve west who was a republican house candidate uh his son said my dad's a fanatic he must be stopped his ideology <laughs> oh is my god. it's insane these kids this is a, this is, I didn't want to talk about this in the next show. This is very interesting to me. Also, isn't Osama bin Laden's niece a Trump supporter? Yes, she is. Wait, I'm sorry. Like that person, does that person live here? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. But he did, Trump just retweeted, by the way, that, um, that Obama didn't really kill Osama bin Laden and like, it was all a conspiracy. He retweeted that. So and Tupac. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. So he's giving us real crazy uncle vibes here. But um oh, the dream I had. Okay. My dad was trying to kill me. 
But get this, we were living in this humongous mansion. Oh my God, a story with a view? Let me tell you something. This house was gorgeous, okay? But we were, but the weird thing is, we were still on the same street on the same corner that I live now. So it's like we knocked out of the house I live now and replaced and built the mansion on top of it. Because then across the street too was still my neighbor's house. So that was weird. And there, there were guests over. So it was like we were having a dinner party. But my dad was like, he was like chasing me around the house, but not actually to not draw, to not draw attention to us. So he was just like, like, we're just like walking around the house and he's really, he's really like, I'm running away from him and he's chasing me. So I, it was crazy, but he didn't know. I don't think the weird thing is, I don't think at first he knew that I knew that he was trying to kill me. So, but then he caught on and then we kind of got in a fight. I was like, I wish you would try to kill me. Do it. I can't wait to send you to jail. Like we got in an argument and I, and we were yelling, no one was around, but I was like, I know you're trying to kill me. I wish you would do it. But, but we were arguing because I knew he wouldn't do it there. So while he went, he went off somewhere and then my mom came and she knew that he was trying to kill me. So she goes, take, she whispers to me like this. She goes, take the keys. <laughs> she goes, take the keys and drive all the way to Burton. She told me to drive to the Burton dining hall. The dining hall. <laughs> yes, at Carlton. She's, that's why it was so weird. She goes, take the keys and go to Burton right now. Sis, I grabbed the keys so fast. I grabbed the keys. I looked at the key. I was like, I don't recognize these keys because in reality, my mom drives a Volvo. But these keys were, this sounds so bougie, <laughs> but these keys, these keys were to a Lexus GX. But it was like a 2010 Lexus GX. It was black, four by four. And I, I drove, I, as soon as I got in the car, that's when I woke up though. So I got in the key, opened the car and then I woke up and then I could see my mom in the door as I was pulling out of the street. She was just watching me. No, <laughs> I want to put in the, in the chat, is it a Range Rover? It was not a Range Rover, unfortunately. I feel like I kind of remember myself looking at the keys. I was like, ooh, what's going to be the keys of the dream? And I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I was hoping, but we'll go with this. Okay, as long as I, get, as long as I don't get killed. And she looked at me and then I realized I'm here saving myself. And like, if my dad wants to kill me, what is he going to do to my mom and my sister? Aww. Then I remember being so afraid nice for you. my parents and that was the end of the dream. And I told my mom about this and she was like, first thing she told me, she said, stop eating pork before you go to bed. Oh, then <laughs> she did not say that. <laughs> she did say that. Which is apparently like if you eat certain foods, it affects the way you sleep and dream. Can I talk about something after your dream? Yes, I can't. Cause so, so what happened was she, she gave me the key. She, she said, she said, don't, um, don't eat pork before you go to bed. And then she also said, I love how you're saving yourself and not even caring about me and your sister. But she gave me the keys. I don't, 
I don't know what, I don't know why I had that dream, but I don't know why. Because my time dad did you would go to never... bed. What time did you go to bed? Last night, I went to bed around 1.50. Because usually when, if you go to bed later than usual, you're more likely to have like nightmares. I remember them. I love dreams like that. They're so vivid. That's what I know. I'm sleeping really well. Like I was in a deep sleep, but that dream was so disturbing. But I never, in all of these instances though, when I have nightmares, I never get killed. If like there's a gun, I never get shot. Like I never, nothing ever happens. Me to too. Escape. So I think that's weird. how it works. Yeah. Like you can't, you don't yeah. know what it feels like. So like, it doesn't happen. Wow. And, like, it's yeah. like, you don't know what it feels like to be dead. Also, that would be like the end of the dream in a way, which like, I feel like you never True. really finish a dream, you know? Or you it's just go to the conclusion. hospital. <laughs> Get better. <laughs> but then you're alive. Exactly. So what happened to you, Shelly? I, I sometimes take melatonin to sleep. And like, apparently sometimes you can get nightmares. Mm -hmm. I had a weird dream. It wasn't even that long, but every time I've taken, not every time, but like every time I've had a terrible dream, not even a nightmare, but just like something weird happens. And I'm always screaming. Like I'm always like terribly screaming, crying. So in this dream, I um, had a dream that Jeff Bezos was going to marry my mom. Ooh, <laughs> Shelly out here moving up the social ladder. She is not playing around. Ew, I was so angry. I was screaming and crying and like pleading with her to not marry him. I don't know where my dad. Oh, was. you didn't. What? You didn't want to marry her. To He's marry? Jeff Bezos. He's ugly. Oh, okay, yeah. But also, I was like, "You can't!" And like, I was screaming. And then I woke up and I was like, "Huh? I should have <laughs> infiltrated the company." <laughs> true there was so much you could have done with that issue. I told my dad and my mom and my dad started laughing what did your mom like, this dream say? Made me jealous my mom was like she practically said the same thing like oh yeah we should marry and then like infiltrate <laughs> infiltrate the company break it up so we ended up playing the video game Among Us together and I kind of forgot to stop recording so it ended up being total nonsense um, towards the end of the podcast. So anyway, thank you all for listening and please stay tuned for episode three. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you.